Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, we have a unique look at Jewish festivals with J.R. Church. Then, a little later, Larry Stamm will have a detailed look at the Jewish festival of Rosh Hashanah. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Thank you to all of our faithful friends, individuals, and families coming alongside Watchmen on the Wall with monthly support. If you'd like to become a faithful friend, just visit the Faithful Friends section of our website, swrc.com, or you can simply give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Thank you. Staff evangelist James Collins comes now to introduce a fascinating study the late J.R. Church conducted concerning the Jewish festivals. If you are a regular listener to Watchmen on the Wall, then you're familiar with J.R. Church. However, some of you may not know J.R., so let me take a moment to tell you a little about him. J.R. Church served as the pastor of Western Hills Baptist Church in Lubbock, Texas for 17 years. He had an incredible skill for teaching Bible prophecy, and he felt that God was moving him to start a ministry devoted to Bible prophecy. So in 1979, J.R. moved to Oklahoma City, and he started Prophecy in the News. The television show quickly became the premier program on Bible prophecy. He also produced the Prophecy in the News magazine, which was the best-selling magazine on Bible prophecy. J.R. went to be with the Lord in 2011, but his legacy lives on through his large volume of writings and thousands of hours of recordings. One of those recordings was a conference presentation titled Birth Defect. Now, 20 years after J.R. first made the presentation, Birth Defect is now available on DVD. Birth Defect contains J.R.'s amazing teachings on how the gestation of a human fetus corresponds with the Jewish High Holy Days. Today, we're going to dive into J.R.'s teachings by listening to portions of the audio from the Birth Defect DVD. Let's listen now as J.R. explains the title of his presentation, Birth Defect. Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. But of course, Adam and Eve didn't stay that way. I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't do all that God requested of him. He sinned. And Romans chapter 5, verse 12 tells us, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. I submit to you that every offspring of Adam and Eve from that day till this has had a birth defect. We are all sinners. We all come from the same roots. We are the sons of a crooked farmer, Adam, and a drunken sailor, Noah. So all of humanity is born with a spiritual birth defect. But not only did J.R. Church have a spiritual birth defect, he also had an actual physical birth defect. Here again is J.R. Church to share that story. Last April, I went to the doctor for a checkup. I'd been going for a checkup about every six months to a year for a number of years now. Because when you start getting my age, 
you begin to worry, you know, and wonder, uh, uh, is there something going on that I don't know about, that I need to know about? I want to get a checkup. So while I was at the doctor's, I said to him, Doc, don't you think I should have an EKG or something just to check out my heart? My blood pressure's around 165 low, and sometimes it gets up to 200. And I don't understand this. There's got to be something wrong. And he said, well, we haven't been able to get your blood pressure regulated, so okay, I'll send you for a stress test. Well, I went to one of those stress tests, you know, and had to walk on that walking machine, and, and then they uh, put some dye in there, and they took pictures uh, every few degrees around in a circle, and I flunked it royally. So the doctor called me and he said, I'm gonna send you for an angiogram. There's something wrong, there's a blockage somewhere, and we don't know where it is. So he sent me over to this doctor and they took an angiogram, put the dye up in there. And then he came to me afterwards and said, you know, we found something we didn't expect to find. He said, you have a coarctation in the main aorta artery. And he said, I've never seen anything like this before. And I wouldn't dare touch it myself. In fact, he said, I don't know five doctors in this whole town who's done coarctations like this. So he sent me to Dr. Ron Elkins. He looked at me and he said, you know, you've got a problem. <laughs> and I said, uh, what, what do you mean? He said, you've got a more serious problem than what you think you have. And I said, well, uh, how, how, many, uh, how many people my age do you see with this condition? And he said, you're the first. I said, I don't understand. I thought you did this type of operation all the time. He said, I have done 5,000 babies in the last 30 years. You're the first adult your age with this problem. Now, the doctor was looking at it for the first time when I was looking at it with him. And he said, look at all of those collateral arteries. That's amazing. I've never seen anything like that before. He said, they're not supposed to be there. He said, they have grown up spontaneously to take over the problem to feed blood to your backbone and to the lower parts of your body. I said, you mean, doc, you mean we're looking at a miracle? <laughs> and he said, God's smart. So when he went to do the surgery, he told me, just, you know, got me all ready. And then, oh, by the way, just before we wheel you in, I just have to tell you that there is the possibility, uh, however slim, I just really need to inform you of this. There is the possibility that after the surgery, you'll be paraplegic. Because if you shut off the blood supply to the backbone, that the gray matter, like in the brain, dies within five minutes and it never comes back again. So I could have been paralyzed. So obviously after the operation and I woke up, first thing he asked me was, wiggle your toes. And I was glad to comply. <laughs> he did not put me on a heart-lung machine, did not give me an ounce of blood. He cut, cut me from the backbone around underneath my left side and spread those ribs apart, went in and took out a two-inch section of that aorta and replaced it with a Dacron material called a Dacron graft. 
So he went in and put a clamp on the top and on the bottom of it. And those collateral arteries just continued working. So that while I was under for nine hours, they were able to go in and fix that and not have to give me any blood, not have to put me on a heart-lung machine. And I survived royally. Now, I had a birth defect that I didn't know about. And the Lord took care of it for me. After his surgery, J.R. Church was overwhelmed with the thought that people are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's when he remembered something his friend Zola Levitt taught him about the miracle of life. And I want to share with you something that uh, Zola Levitt uh, discovered some years ago. Uh, his publisher asked him to write a book for young married couples expecting their first child. So in order to do the research for this book, Zola Levitt got with a gynecologist friend and asked for some help so that he could understand the process from conception to birth. And so the doctor dragged out this picture book, you know, and showed him the egg. And, he's, and, and the doctor said, you know, on the 14th day of the first month, the egg appears. Now, being of Jewish background, Zola Levitt immediately thought of the 14th day of the first month, which is Passover. Uh, but he didn't say anything to the doctor because he didn't want to he didn't want to guide the thoughts of the doctor. He just wanted to soak in what the doctor had to say. But he was just absolutely astounded that the egg appears on the 14th day of the first month. And by the way, on every Passover table, there is an egg. Not only did the development of a human fetus correspond with a Passover, but it also corresponded with a feast of unleavened bread. From the Birth Defect DVD, here again is J.R. Church. Then the doctor said, now, fertilization must occur within 24 hours or the egg will pass on. And this Jewish evangelist thought to himself, wow, that corresponds with the next day, the 15th day and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Because in uh, the book of Leviticus, chapter 23 and verse 6, God says and on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's the next day. At the Passover table, that bread is broken and the smaller piece is put into a, a, uh, a pouch with two other pieces. There are three pieces of unleavened bread, of the matzo. And they put it in this matzo tosh, and then they keep it until the end of the meal. And they take this larger piece that they have broken, and if you'll notice, please, it's perforated, it's pierced, and it has stripes, and it has burn places on it and it's broken. This is a picture of the body of Jesus Christ who suffered on Calvary's cross with the pierced hands and feet and side and the pierced brow as the thorns pressed down upon his head. And then uh, his, the stripes on his body from the cat of nine tails as he suffered for you and for me. And so this corresponds with the, um, with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Surely the way these feasts correspond with the beginning stages of a human fetus were just coincidence. Would they continue with the Feast of First Fruits? Let's listen again to J.R. Church to find out. And so we see the fertilization of the egg, and then a miracle takes place. It's called conception. And over the next two to six days, that unattached fertilized egg goes down the fallopian tube looking for a place where it can attach to the wall of the womb and begin to grow. 
and that's called implantation, when it attaches to the wall of the womb and begins to grow. When, when he saw this picture and it said two to six days, the, the fertilization or, or implantation takes place, he thought immediately of the Feast of First Fruits, which is on Sunday after Passover. Now, Passover is on a Wednesday, then it's, uh, what, five days? If it's on a Tuesday, it's six days. If it's on a Friday, it's three days, and so on. And we have this, this implantation that takes place when, the, when it begins to find its nourishment and it sort of uh, has a resurrection, so to speak, you know, as it comes to life and begins to grow in the womb, this new child to come, the feast of first fruits. I'm James Collins, and you are listening to legendary Bible prophecy teacher J.R. Church talk about birth defect. Now, 20 years after J.R. made this presentation, Birth Defect is now available on DVD. Birth Defect contains J.R.'s amazing teachings on how the gestation of a human fetus corresponds perfectly with the Jewish High Holy Days. Order your copy of J.R. Church's Birth Defect now by calling 1-800-652-1144 or you can order online at swrc.com. In Birth Defect, J.R. Church taught how the festivals of Israel corresponded with the development of a human fetus. Let's go back and listen as J.R. speaks now about Pentecost. Now the gynecologist said, I want you to notice the next picture. We're 50 days down the line. At 50 days, up until then, it's just a glob of, uh, of, of uh, cells uh, reproducing. Two cells become four cells, four cells become eight cells, eight cells become 16 and 32 and 64 and so on. And he said, but around the 50th day, the fingers and toes and the, the human features began to appear. Up until then, the gynecologist said, we don't know if we're gonna have a frog or a duck or a human being. But on the 50th day, it takes on a recognizable form and you know you're gonna have a human being. And of course, this Jewish evangelist said to himself, quietly, you know, Pentecost, Pentecost. That's when the Holy Spirit comes and, and the church took on a recognizable form. And we've got a miracle going on here in the birth of a child. And I want you to know that when God laid out these Festivals to Israel 3,400 years ago, no human being had any idea of what takes place from conception to birth. The next feast on the Jewish calendar was the Feast of Trumpets. How could that possibly correspond with the development of a human child? You will be amazed at the answer J.R. Church gives. Well, the doctor said, the baby continues to grow until the first day of the seventh month when the hearing is fully developed. At that time, the baby can hear sounds and, and determine what the sounds are, can hear the mother speaking, can hear sounds outside the womb. Its hearing is developed first day of the seventh month. And Zola Levitt thought, wow, that's Rosh Hashanah. That's the Feast of Trumpets. That's when the baby can hear the trumpet sound and distinguish sounds. The story that Messianic Bible teacher Zola Levitt shared with J.R. Church was quite impressive so far. But would the parallels continue? Would there be a parallel between the development of a human child in the womb and Yom Kippur, 
the Day of Atonement? Now things begin to move quickly, said the gynecologist. On the tenth day of the seventh month, the hemoglobin of the blood changes from that of the mother to that of a self-sustaining human being. And he thought, the blood enters the Holy of Holies. Tenth day of the seventh month. That's Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, when the high priest takes the blood into the Holy of Holies. Now the baby is being fed through the placenta, going into the navel, and uh, the blood vessels go to, I guess, various parts of the body, but one in particular goes from the navel up to the aorta and attaches at that very spot where I had my problem. And it always attaches there so that it feeds the body of the growing embryo the nourishment it needs until the 10th day of the seventh month when it puts out a hormone to shrivel up that blood vessel coming from the navel. And sometimes the hormone can not only shrivel up that blood vessel, but it can grab hold of the aorta at the place where that vessel is attached and shrivel it up too. That's called a coarctation, and that was my problem. And so when I was born, I had a heart murmur, but the doctor said, you'll be all right. Well, when I got to be 63 years old, in the upper half of my body, my blood pressure was near 200 over 100. In the lower half of my body, my blood pressure never got above 80 on the systolic side. And so I just got tired all the time, you know, and couldn't, couldn't be as active as I wanted to be. Going in and fixing that, I now have 120 over 70 from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. Yes, praise the Lord. So far, we have seen how the development of a child in the womb corresponds with the Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, Pentecost, the Feast of Trumpets, and the Day of the Atonement. What about the Feast of Tabernacles? But isn't it amazing how the birth of the baby was actually laid out in the book of Leviticus in the Mosaic Law? Yes, God's smart. But there's something else. Five days later, on the 15th day of the seventh month, the lungs are fully developed. If the baby is born at that time, the baby can survive. If the baby is born before then, it'll have a hard time. But by the 15th day of the seventh month, the lungs are developed and ready for air and breathing. And when Zola Levitt saw that, he said to himself, Feast of Tabernacles, it's uh, because the lungs are the tabernacles of the breath. And you know the word breath in Greek is pneuma, which is also translated spirit. The tabernacle of the spirit. The lungs are fully developed. Precisely foretold in the word of God. Isn't God amazing? Who but God could work all that out? But J.R. Church is not finished. Let's listen again as he teaches something incredible about Hanukkah. Then, of course, the gestation period takes 280 days. That's nine months and 10 days, but it is, it is 40 days, the number of testing, seven times the number of perfection. And then if it's in a, a Jewish home, according to Jewish custom, on the eighth day, 
this young son is circumcised and enters into the covenant of the family. Now, I want you to notice something. This happens at the exact same time as the eight days of Hanukkah. Now, who knew this 3,000, 2,000, 2,200 years ago? 2,165 years ago, Hanukkah became another festival in the Jewish calendar. Nobody but God. What a divine design. No wonder David could say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This is James Collins, and you have been listening to legendary Bible prophecy teacher J.R. Church talk about his presentation, Birth Defect. As part of Prophecy in the News now being a gospel partner with Southwest Radio Ministries, we're excited today to offer Birth Defect by J.R. Church on DVD. You can get a copy now by calling 1-800-652-1144 or you can order online at swrc.com. Thanks for listening and remember, keep looking up. You can get the complete teaching from J.R. Church on the DVD entitled Birth Defect. How the Jewish festivals correspond with the development of a human fetus is fully revealed in this dynamic teaching. In this miraculous study, J.R. Church shows how the gestation period for a human baby corresponds perfectly with the dates of the Jewish festivals. It had to be a divine design. Birth Defect DVD by J.R. Church is available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. This Sunday, the Jewish festival Rosh Hashanah will begin. With some keen insight on this celebration, here is author and Messianic Jew, Larry Stamm. Many Christians have been taking an active interest in the Jewish roots of Christianity. With Rosh Hashanah beginning this weekend, we here at the Watchmen on the Wall thought it would be very timely and very appropriate to once again visit with our friend Larry Stamm. Larry is a Jew for Jesus. He has a passion to share Jesus Christ and to tell the world that Christianity is Jewish. Larry's book, Jewish Roots of Christianity has been one of our best-selling resources here at Southwest Radio Ministries. He's here today to teach us about Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. Larry, once again, welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall. James, always a blessing and privilege to be with you. Rosh Hashanah begins at sunset this Sunday, September the 25th, 2022, and it ends at nightfall on Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. This is the first of the Jewish High Holy Days that were listed in Leviticus. Rosh Hashanah, commonly called the Jewish New Year, is a time of celebration, and it's also a season of reflection. So, Larry, help us out for those who are not as familiar with the holiday as you are. Would you give us the biblical background for Rosh Hashanah? James, God institutes this feast of trumpets Rosh Hashanah in Leviticus 23, verses 23 through 25, where the word of God says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, 
By the way, that is the sacred month of Tishri on the Hebrew calendar. Then the Bible continues, You shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. You shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. So the Feast of Trumpets, James, begins what is known as the Ten Days of Awe, a time when Jewish people would and still examine their lives and repent of their sins. Preparing for the holiest day on the Jewish calendar, Yom Kippur, where Jewish people will seek God and ask him to forgive them of their sins and to place their name in the book of life. Now, when God gave the calendar of feast to Israel, this feast wasn't originally named. It was simply called in Hebrew, Yom Truah, which means the day of blowing, the blowing of the trumpets. And why did the Lord institute this feast? Well, he wanted to commemorate the sacred season, the sacred month of Tishri, with a trumpet blast to get the people's attention. Is there a prophetic significance of the trumpets that have to do with the feast of Rosh Hashanah? Well, certainly in the Old Testament, the blowing of the trumpet sound would be primarily to get the people's attention. Sometimes the trumpet was blown to congregate the people for war, sometimes for worship. In the New Testament, we're familiar with 1 Thessalonians 4, with a trumpet blast, the Lord's going to return. So the trumpet blast has prophetic significance, certainly for us as Christians. And in the Old Testament, it was also an attention grabber. But in the New Testament, it will be the most, most attention grabber. Well, I don't know about you, but I say Maranatha. I'm listening for the sound of that trumpet blast. I can't wait for the Lord to return. Amen to that. Looking forward to that, yes. Traditionally, how is Rosh Hashanah celebrated? James, we like to eat as Jewish people, and you could summarize many Jewish holidays, James, in this way. They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, on Rosh Hashanah, foods eaten are festive. We like to consume things like fruit and honey cakes. Apples and honey are also traditional food enjoyed as a way of ushering in the new year. And Rosh Hashanah is a hopeful time, a time when people desire the sweetness of life in the coming days. And one of the common greetings at Rosh Hashanah is this, James. It goes in Hebrew, Lashana Tova Tikatevu, which means, may your name be inscribed in the book of life. And your listeners, many of whom who know Jesus Christ, the book of life, it rings a bell because we're very familiar with the book of life. Paul refers to it in the book of Revelation chapter 3. The book of life is also referred to those of us who know the Lord Jesus. Our names are actually inscribed in the book of life. Religious Jews and Jews who worship during the high holiday season, during that sacred month of Tishri, desire their names be inscribed in the book of life. Well, Brother Larry, Happy New Year to you. May your name be inscribed in the book of life. God's blessings to you and your ministry. And you also, James. God bless you. Today's featured resource is the DVD, Birth Defect. In this miraculous study, J.R. Church shows how the gestation period for a human baby corresponds perfectly with the dates of the Jewish festivals. Birth Defect DVD by J.R. Church is available when you call today, 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. 
SWRC.com. And don't miss a moment of Watchmen on the Wall. Simply download our SWRC mobile app for your smartphone or tablet. Or you can simply subscribe to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. That's swrc.com.